0: our giants, with confidence. You know, we sing that song this morning, but do we truly believe it down deep inside? As we face the giants in our life, and we look at mountains too big for us to climb, we believe that God can move a mountain. Amen, church? But do we believe He will? Somebody say, God can. God can. Somebody needs to say it like you mean it. Miss Juanita sounds like she's the only one that believes it in this whole room this morning. Thank you, Miss Juanita, for helping me preach. (laughs) Say, God can. God God can. Ooh, they they might be rivaling you there, Miss Juanita, this morning. I'm going to need you to help me today preach this message because I got news for you. I struggle with this very message today in my life. This week, the Lord laid this on my heart as I was looking and as as I was reading and honestly, as I was struggling. As I was struggling to say, Lord, what do you want me to preach? But yet it seemed like there were so many needs around me I had to put off preparing my sermon. And I remember sitting in my office praying this week, Bob, and I said, Lord, I have no idea where I'm preaching Sunday. You know that, I know that, and I'm about to, to talk with someone, and I don't have a clue where you want me to be, and I need to get this thing done. I got to study, I got to get ready, but Lord, I'm going to have to trust you, that you're going to give me your message. Amen. And through the events of some stuff that happened Wednesday night, and, and I sat down Thursday morning, and God gave me this message just like that. It became very clear. And it's something that I struggle with, ladies and gentlemen. I am a pastor. I'll serve. i read the Bible. I have gone to seminary. Don't look at me and say, well, he's got it all together. He understands this idea of faith and trust. Because I struggle. Oftentimes I will face a mountain. And I'll back away. Oftentimes I will look and I will see something that seems insurmountable. And I'll I'll pray and I'll say, God, you can. But inside of me, there's this struggle. God, will you. See, we believe in God. But can I make a bold statement? Many of us in this room and those who call Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we believe in God. But we don't trust God fully. Now, I will tell you, faith and trust are married. They go hand to hand. They are together. But here's what happens. Our level of trust can vary. From a little to a lot. And the struggle and the obstacle in our life is having untrust. Not having that trust and being faced with things where we have to trust. It's just like praying for patience. Lord, we talked about this last week about being impatient. They were impatient. Lord, give me patience. Give it to me now. (laughs) Give it to me right now. I don't want to wait. And then the Lord will send something into your life where you're going to have to be patient and wait. There's going to be somebody that's in front of you in the grocery store that can't find their wallet and they're fumbling and their kid is loud and they're picking stuff off the, the shelf and throwing it on the ground and things are going crazy and, and, and you're going to be standing there going, I wish these people would hurry up. And then God's going to go, you prayed for patience. I'm giving you an opportunity. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> I like this lady right here. Y'all better look out. She's helping me this morning. You better put your seatbelt on. You know, we believe in God that he will get us to heaven, but we struggle to trust him in our everyday life. We do. We face it at home and in our jobs, in our schools, all around us, we struggle oftentimes. So today we're going to look at faith and trust and we're going to see how they fit together and what they look like. We're, we're going to be talking about faith versus trust today, and we're going to put this up, and I want you to write these things down. Because oftentimes, we interchange the word faith and trust. Jesus did that. You've heard other people do that. You've done that, and that is okay. But I want us to kind of uh, uh, really have, have a surgery this morning. Let's, let's take a scalpel, and let's open up this faith, and let's really look at this word trust. Because faith and trust, it's two different things. Not two different things, they're tied together, but they do work together. So here's where we are. We're in Deuteronomy chapter 1. So open your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 1 if you have not already. Or if you're following along on the U version, it's right there in front of you. Deuteronomy chapter 1. I just like to say Deuteronomy. Somebody say Deuteronomy. 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 I'm always reminded of the musical Cats when I say Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 1 is a story about Moses Moses is giving a personal account in Deuteronomy he begins to write as to what he is he's recounting and he's telling the the children of Israel about the Exodus and what's taken place because understand it's been about 40 years it's been a time for them to to, to, to all die out and there's a whole new generation there and and he's been going over some things that they have been delivered from and how God had provided for them and, and how they got all the way up to the Jordan River after leave, leaving Egypt and some of them said well let's send in some spies and see what it's like over there and Moses said well that sounds good to me let's, let's send one from each tribe so let's send twelve men over so twelve men go over and there's only uh, um, there's, there's twelve of them come back and there's only ten of them that says let's not go and two of them that says Let's go in. So he is recounting this and he's talking about how this has been going on, how this is happening uh, in the past and how they need to to remember these things. But then he comes to this place in verse 26 that it was the crossing point, if you will, of the journey for Israel. They got to the Jordan River. Ten said, let's not go in. Two said, let's go. And they went with the popular vote. Let's read in verse 26 of chapter 1. Yet you were not willing to go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And you grumbled in your tents and said, Because the Lord hates us, He has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the land of the Amorites to destroy us. Let's stop there just for a moment. Because remember, these... These people were not actually there at the the Jordan River, but yet Moses is saying you were because it was their forefathers. They're attached to this. Their story is a part of this. Your story doesn't just start with you, but it's part of what happened coming up to you. Things that's going on in your past, in your family. Those things apply to you and they've happened to you. And you have to look and see what God's done in the past and what the response was for you to determine what to do today. And so Moses is saying that, that you were not willing to go, but you rebelled against the command. Now the first thing about faith is this. Faith says, faith says that God is and God can. Somebody say, God can. God can. God can. Faith says. That God is and God can. That's the first thing for you to write down. That's, we can see this in verse 26 and 27. When he says, the command of the Lord your God. They believed in God. Look at what they said in their tents. They said, because the Lord hates us. They believed in God. They had a faith of a higher power that God was there. And you may, you may believe that today. You may believe that God is there. And that is good. You may believe in Jesus Christ that He lived. And that is good. But faith can simply say that God is and God can. But let me tell you what trust does. Trust says that God is and God will. See the difference there a little bit? We can have faith in a God. And we can have faith that God is real and God can. But it is trust that says God will. Looking verses 29 through 33 here for us. In verse 29, Moses says, Then I said to you, Do not be shocked nor fear them. The Lord your God who goes before you will Himself fight on your behalf just as He did for you in Egypt before your eyes. See, Moses is saying... You will go and God will provide. God will do something. Moses has a trust. It's not simply that Moses had more faith. It's that he had more trust in God. They both had a faith in the same God. It's just that Moses' trust went from God can deliver us in the land of Egypt or in the, land, the, the promised land to where he's saying God will deliver us In that promised land. Look at this. And he goes on. And in the wilderness. Verse 31. Where you saw how the Lord your God. Carried you. Just as a man carries his son. In all the way which you have walked. Until you came to this place. God has been faithful. He has been there for you. you. You should trust him. But for all this. You did not trust the Lord your God. It's a trust issue not simply a faith issue. They believed in God. They saw the cloud, they saw the fire, they saw the manna, they saw the water. They they saw God work. But when it came down to it, their trust was not in God, but their trust was in the 10 men who came back who said it's impossible. That's where their trust lied. Because they said, okay, we can't do this. It's just too much. It's just too big. (laughs) See, this idea here of the word trust that's being used in Hebrew. All of you are demonstrating it right now. Everyone in this room is demonstrating this Hebrew word. Here's what it means. All of you are in a chair right now. No one is standing up around the room. Everybody is sitting down as, as I can see. And here is one of the chairs. This idea of trust isn't simply believing that that chair is sturdy. It's not simply believing that that chair is made for me to sit in. It's not simply believing that that chair is safe. You may say, okay, well, we're talking about faith. I'm talking about trust. See, this idea of trust, the definition carries this putting all of your weight upon, laying everything on it. See, I'm sitting here with my feet just dangling. Is there anybody in in this room that's going, I don't know about this chair. I'm putting some weight on my feet right now. Nobody's doing that, are you? No. It's because you fully trust that chair. And that's what this word means in Hebrew. The idea is you did not fully put your weight and all that you are into that and upon that. And because of that, God said you're going to have it your way. Because He led them through a period of time for 40 years when that generation would die out and a new one would come. And Moses is reminding them of what happened. Somebody say, God can. God can. And God will. And God will. Trust has a saving trust where we trust Christ for our salvation. See, people can believe Jesus is real all day long and go to hell. Come on, church. People can believe that Jesus lived and died and go to hell. People can believe that God is real and go to hell. It's only when they put their trust, their whole weight into Christ, will they receive salvation. There are a lot of good people in this world who says, oh, I believe in God and I'm a good person. And they will open their eyes in hell. And there's a lot of bad people in this world who have done a lot of bad things. Who come to a place in their life where they go, Jesus, all of me, you. Amen, brother. And when that happens, they will never see hell. Amen. Now see, that's the idea. Yeah. 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 Praise God right now because he provided that because of grace. See, that is the idea of what's going on here. These people, they, they believed in a God, but when it came to trusting, they listened to their friends, to the culture, to the popular opinion more than God himself. If God's word was really what they trusted, then it said, come on, boys, let's pack it up. We don't care how big they are. We're about to slay them. We're going to knock them down. Last Friday night, we watched a movie called Facing the Giants. It's a a movie about football, and I love football. It's football season, and I can't wait to see my son play this year. His teammates can't wait to see him play this year. His teammates are so excited. Even the high schoolers on the varsity team are going to come watch Buddy play this year. Being 13 years old, 6 foot tall, 260 pounds, and as strong as an ox, he's huge. He's a beast, and he don't get it from me. (laughs) <laughs> but here's the thing <clears throat> When you face giants and, and you have to line up Like they did in this movie Friday night And here comes this, this team That had 80 compared to their 30 And the guys were just so big And so huge And they were like uh oh We're in trouble That's the way we feel sometimes don't we right. Come on. We feel like there's no way I got faith God will do great things, but I just don't know that he will. I'm going to trust my circumstances in the size of those giants more than the size of my God. Ooh. Somebody might need to write that down. Because here's the fact. These people, very clearly, black and white... But for all this, you did not trust the Lord your God. They believed in God. We see they were talking about God. They asked Moses to deliver them from from the stuff. They believed in God. But they didn't trust him when he said, go get it. How about us? How about me? What you trust is where you're going to go to first. If you trust in man, you're going to listen to man first. If you trust in God, you're going to listen to His Word first. You're going to listen that no matter where you go, God is with you. Even in the darkest of times, in the driest of days, when your soul is thirsty and your mind is just a mush, God will never leave you or forsake you. (laughs) Psalm 139, where can I go from your presence? If I flee to the mountains, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Even if I I go on the far side of the sea. You are there. No matter where we go, God's there. No matter what's going on in your life. God has not left you. He is there. See, let's look at something else about faith. The second thing is this. Not only uh, do we know that faith says that God is and God can. And trust says that God is and God will. But faith is more like a noun. It's something we have. We have faith. We believe in God. We believe there is a God. We believe Jesus died on the cross. It is a noun. It's something we can possess. It's something that's real. Something we have right now. But trust. Trust is that noun in action. Trust is a verb. Trust is taking that which we possess, that noun, and putting it into action. Doing something with it. Deuteronomy 1.27, we saw where they were calling and they were referring to the Lord that He hates them. And then we can read where Moses was saying, oh no. He doesn't hate you, He's going to deliver you. He's going to do great things through you. See, faith is a gift from God, but trust is what we do with the gift. Amen. It says in the word of God that faith is a gift from him. It's a gift that he gives to us to have faith, but trust is what we do with the gift. Do we sit it on the shelf? Do we just kind of say, well, I kind of trust God. Let me ask you a question. How do you get to know that you can trust someone? Is it simply because of who they are? You look at me, well, you're the pastor. I'm going to trust you. Don't do that. I'm just a simple man. I'm a man that makes mistakes. Ask my wife. Ask my kids. I make mistakes. But as you spend time with someone and get to know them, you begin to trust them, don't you? You trust your spouse because, one, you love them. And you overlook a multitude of sins. Come on, somebody say amen on that one. (laughs) And you trust your spouse. And when your trust is broken by your spouse, it's hard at that point to love, is it not? But you get to trust someone because you spend time with them. If you struggle with your trust of God today, how much time are you spending in His Word to find out what He's already said? quiet in here, isn't it? I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm here to help you understand that maybe it's not your faith that needs to grow, but it's your trust that's connected with your faith that we need to really look at closer. Trust is a verb. It's action. It's doing something with that which we say we have, and that is faith. Chuck Swindoll said, if we put our faith in circumstances, our emotions will change with the wind. If we trust in God, we can weather the most severe squall. Amen. When our trust is placed in... Now listen, trust isn't something that you're just... Boom, it's just given to you as soon as you receive Christ and you've got all this trust. We can see in Scripture where, where you have... These, these fathers of our faith great spiritual warriors we look at and heroes of the faith and they will trust God one moment and then they don't trust Him the next right. so it's not a matter of not you, you don't measure up because it's not a standard by which you go okay well you're, you're no kind of Christian until you have this much trust let me tell you we all struggle with trusting God I struggle with that When I see these difficulties in people's lives and sicknesses and disease and marriages and a mess in our society and in our culture, I look around and I know God can do something. But there's a part of me that goes, but will he? And when I pray for someone, sometimes I struggle to even know what to pray. Because I want so bad to pray, God heal that shoulder and take away this pain. Right now, heal them in the name of Jesus. But there's a part of me that goes, but what if he doesn't and I pray it? It's Come on. real. Maybe you struggle with things like that too. I struggle with that and I'm a pastor. Wednesday at our fruits and vegetables thing where we give out fruits and vegetables. I bet I prayed with five or six different people that day. And I heard different things going on. And, and I would sit there and I'd pray in faith. And I would trust that God would do something. And at times I would pray a safe prayer. Lord, you just, you just do what's needed. But inside of me I'm going, oh, I'm struggling. And if I struggle, I imagine you do too. There's one thing that we can know for certain. This This, by all means, is the determining factor of this whole faith and trust thing. If you want a litmus test to know where am I with my trust. And like I said, no level of trust is awful or bad or terrible. It's it's just a matter of God's growing that trust in our life. Here's the determining factor about trust. Who or what we trust will determine what we do. What we do in a serious situation reveals what we trust. These people we see here in Deuteronomy, uh, you know, verse 26. Yet you were not willing to go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. What did they do? They said, nope, we're not going. Not going there. Why? Because they believed the people more than they believed God. Their trust was in what these men said rather than what God had already told them. In verse 27, And you grumbled in your tents and said, Because the Lord hates us, He has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go up? Our brethren have made our hearts melt, See, The people are bigger and taller than we. The cities are large and fortified to heaven. And besides, we saw the sons of Anakim there. They were giants. They were seven, eight, nine feet tall men. They were big. You won't talk about linemen for a football team. They were huge. And they looked like, they said, grasshoppers in their own eyes. Let's read on. Then Moses said. See, you see how they trust man and what they responded with. Now let's look at Moses. Then I said to you, do not be shocked. Do not fear them. Why can he say that? Why would he say that when the evidence is showing these people are huge and big? It's because he said, the Lord your God, but God. They're big, but God. Your problems are just enormous, but God. Who goes before you will himself fight on your behalf. Moses said, you ain't even allowed to fight. God's going to do the fighting just as he did for you in Egypt before your eyes and in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you just as a man carries his son and all the way which you have walked until you came to this place. But for all this, you did not trust the Lord your God who goes before you on your way to seek out a place for you to encamp in fire by night and cloud by day to show you the way in which you should go both responses was born out of where they placed their trust there's a story in mark chapter 9 where jesus went up on a mount and there's the, it's called the mount of transfiguration where there moses and elijah appeared there with jesus in the promised land on the mountain and there were some disciples there and they saw this and, And once Moses and Elijah went away, Jesus comes down that mountain and there before him is a crowd of people. And this man had brought his son who was having seizures to his disciples and said, will you please cast out this demon that's in my son and heal him? And the disciples, they tried. They tried and they tried and they tried and they failed. And Jesus shows up. And this and Jesus is asking about what's going on, and and, and they kind of explain it. And then Jesus says, Bring him to me, and he comes. And the man says something in verse 24 of Mark chapter 9 that is quite remarkable. In Mark chapter 9, verse 24, the man says it says immediately. The boy's father cried out and said, I do believe. Help my unbelief. We struggle with this because he says he believes, but yet he says help me with my unbelief. Let me break this down for you. He had faith. Jesus, you can do this. But I struggle with trust that you will. Help me. I believe somebody is in that place today. You believe Jesus is great and he can do great things, but you struggle with this idea of going, God, you will. And in doing that, you keep holding on to it. You keep holding on and you won't let go. So what do you do? First thing is this. Be honest with Christ. Be honest with Jesus. Be honest with Jesus today. Just like this man did. I believe. Help my unbelief. Help my untrust. My trust needs to grow. I have a certain level, but I need more, Christ. Be honest with Jesus. And when you're honest with Jesus, He's going to work and He's going to help. Think of it like this. How many of you ever heard, let go and let God? So often I've heard of let go and let God, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to take my circumstance and I'm going to let go of it, and God, you take the circumstance and fix it. Can I tell you? I've come to realize that's not biblically accurate. To let go and let God is to say this. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Regardless of whether I Survive this furnace or not, I will trust my God. Amen. Regardless of whether it happens, you fix it or it gets worse, I trust you because you got the best in mind for me. That's what let go and let God. We often let go and it falls like a thud to the ground. And it just makes this... This feeling in our gut that nothing will ever change because we're trusting our circumstances more than the God who controls them to do something even if it's the same circumstances. Right. come on. We need to let go and say, God, you got them. If you want to change them, change them. If you don't, I'm going to praise you whether the storm keeps going or whether it stops. I'm gonna praise you in the storm. It may seem like the storm just keeps on roaring. I may wake up tomorrow and the storm may be worse, but I'm gonna still trust you, God. I may wake up tomorrow, I may go to the doctor and the doctor may say, your cancer's getting worse, but I'm gonna praise you, God. I may go to the mailbox and I may have another bill I didn't know about, but I'm gonna praise you, God. I may not have the money to pay and go get gas, but I'm gonna praise you, God, because you're in control of all the circumstances. And I lay myself fully, completely, and I put everything upon you, Jesus. Amen. That's letting go and letting God. Amen. There's a stark contrast in Deuteronomy we see between Moses and the people. And here in the New Testament, we see a man that says, Oh, he's honest. I believe. Help my unbelief. The second thing we need to do is we need to do something to show that we trust. We need to do something that will show that we trust. In verse 20, they brought the boy to Jesus. What do you need to bring to Jesus? What do you need to do to show that, hey, God, you know what? I'm struggling with this trust thing. But I'm going to begin to believe and act like I trust you. Even in the midst of it. You're going to do something. I don't know what it is, but I want you to get glory. See, Tony Evans said, Faith is acting like something is so, even when it is not so, in order that it might be so, simply because God said so. (laughs) Let me read that again, because that was complicated. Faith is this. Acting like something is so, even when it Seems like it's not so in order that it may be so simply because God said so. That's trust. That is trusting God even though your faith may be the size of a mustard seed. Trusting God to move the mountain is what makes the difference. It's not my faith that will change a thing. It's not my prayer. It's God Almighty that will change everything. He's the one I trust. Let me close with this. You may be struggling today with trusting God. You may be able to proclaim and stand. Pastor, I believe in Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. I believe in God Almighty. I have committed my life to Him. But I struggle with all the mess I'm going through. Max Lucado said this. God is God. He knows what he is doing. When you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. Because there's one thing for certain. God Almighty loves you. He desires the best for you so that you can become more and more like Jesus Christ. I have a friend right now. Who continually surrenders everything to the Lord. It seems like the circumstances don't change. But they continually keep going back to the Lord saying, God, I just want to be like you. I just want to please you. Let me tell you something. That's trust. Things may not change. But where you put the things matter. They have to be Out of your hand and into the hand of the Lord to do with them as God would see fit. That is trust. That's beyond most of us in this room. Father, this morning. We come to you. Knowing that it's not easy. Living this life. But we know that you're with us. We know that your word promises your presence. It gives us great promises that we'd like to claim for everyone in the room. But, Lord, you are good. And, Lord, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, King, whether the God delivers us in the furnace or not, will not change a thing about who I trust. Amen. Lord, things are not easy. And there are people struggling here today. Lord, we we want to believe. Help our unbelief. Help us trust. Help our trust grow so that we can say boldly and proclaim that Jesus, not only can you, but you will. And if you don't, we still will trust you. Lord, our trust cannot be based on our circumstances, but based on the God, the Creator of all things. Move in the hearts today. Let them do something with your word as they have received you. This morning I want you to do something with me. I'd like for everyone to just make a fist right now and just hold it up. Just make a fist and hold it up. There may be something in your life right now that you are having a hard time trusting God with. There may be something right now in your life that you're struggling to say, God, I'm giving it all to you no matter how it turns out. It's yours. Whatever that is right now, will you open your hand and just let go of it? Just let go and let God have it all and work it. I challenge you to do the same thing every morning this week. Start with a hand and say, God, what do I have in this hand that I don't trust you with? Let him show it to you and then just let go of it. Say, God, it's yours. I trust you with it.